Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, it's Lainey. Hey, it's Joanna. Welcome to show your work. Yeah, this is like a vacation edition. The sun is shining. You have, like, sunscreen on. <laughs> I've been in and out on the deck all day because I have enjoyed a lighter week. Yeah, a hiatus week. of sorts. Yeah. So um, I did one of those things that I never do, but last night was a weeknight, a school night, and I was out until, like, after 1 a.m. Yeah, you do. Well, you used to do. Um, there were times when we were young, when we used to go out. When I had like two jobs, I did it. The third job <laughs> put me over the edge. Um, the daily talk show job meant that I, yeah, I, anyway. So, but it's one of those days where I can work from home, which is, I never get to do anymore. And then go out onto the deck for a little sun time. Um, I'm a really little good. resentful because at, uh, this is, as usual, we're recording a little before we're posting. Uh, so I hope that by the time we post this podcast, I will have my outdoor couches. I've been in like delivery hell. They're back, uh-huh. they're forth, they're not there. So, uh, you know, uh, it's a nice life for me. Does your Wi-Fi reach back, of that, back oh, yeah. there? Yeah. Oh yeah, no problem. Okay. Huh. Um, I'm excited for you. It's Thank like you. a real joy to blog yeah. on the deck. Yeah, I wish. Um, anyway, so what happened was, as I said, last night I went out, I didn't get home, I wasn't checking my phone, I had the best time, I was at a friend's place, and it was one of those, like, stoop sits for hours, and you're just drinking and talking, and I don't remember what we talked about, it was just that fun. Um, so I wasn't checking my phone, but when I did check the phone in the Uber, and my eyes were crossed at this time, I was like, oh, there's some new Drake thing, I'm just gonna look at it in the morning. And so I fall into bed at, I don't know, 1.30, set the alarm for 7. I'm excited about this. Sure, but you're also drunk off your face, which is fine. (laughs) The alarm goes off and then my phone, I can only imagine what your phone looked like, but my phone was blowing up because, yes, Drake not only released a new video, but it was the Degrassi reunion video. Well, my phone... uh changed from being full of like people saying, have you seen this? To people saying, are you okay? (laughs) That's how I, that's what I did to you. I wrote you and I was like, um, are you freaking out? Well, people thought that perhaps now we're really getting into home logistics. There's a power outage guys, uh, in lots of parts of Toronto. So there was no power. So like after a certain point, if there's no internet, you just kind of go to bed. Uh, so I was asleep when the video dropped at midnight 30 or whatever it turned out to be. Uh, and all the West Coast friends and so forth were like, why isn't she responding? Is she all right? What's happening? (laughs) Uh, so it was a very early surprise wake up. Okay. Just to clarify, I mean, it's a big deal for all Degrassi fans. It 
seemed like it was a really big deal for Toronto, given that, you know, Drake is so closely associated with Toronto and Degrassi is 100% a Toronto production. But you also worked on Degrassi for a few years. I wrote on the show for five, six seasons. And there was some overlap with Drake? Oh, yeah. Uh, two full, yeah, two, two full seasons. Yes, he was there. With uh, Aubrey, I mean. <laughs> with Aubrey, yeah. Uh, and uh, all the OGs uh, graduated uh, in season seven, which was 2007, I believe. And so uh, that's, you know, the video, which goes back for the class reunion, is temporally accurate in terms of timing. Yes. And also... Um, you know, as I wrote, they spent like a week rebuilding or setting and tweaking up the studio to resemble what it looked like in yeah. 2007. So it was shot, the video was shot at the real studios where all of Degrassi, uh, the next generation, I should say, was shot uh, since 2001 up to Degrassi Next Class on Netflix. Uh, and so it's used for other things as well. Um, catch it in The Handmaid's Tale, guys. Like, blink and you'll miss it. But uh, so they had the things in storage that they needed to to make it look back like the day. Yeah. And what I appreciated about all of this, I mean, obviously to me, a lot of the details about how this came together like are so sexy. May 25th is when his people called up and said, hey, this is my idea and I'm making this happen. And they're like, of course, like as if they would say no. And then they called and got everybody together, I guess, which I like if there is, if there can be a telling or an oral history of the I'm upset video, that would be much appreciated too. Then they have to logistically, you know, get everything together, building the set, whatnot. They shoot it um, over the course of a weekend, and they brought an edit truck uh, on site to edit while shooting so that they could, you know, have everything done in post and roll that out essentially in three days. Right. Uh, it's closer to live, you know, cutting yeah. than, than many, many music videos or anything where, yeah, you take all the footage back to somebody's suite and meander around with it until it's ready. Yeah. No, it was uh, – it was – Somewhat close to real time. It was. And even still, the details were so great. Like what I posted, that plaque of names and yours was on it. Explain to people what 1994 is. Uh, well, it's not when I graduated from high school. I was a mere <laughs> fetus. At, uh, in, in fictional Degrassi Community School, there were a bunch of plaques that had a bunch of graduates. And, you know, just to be clear, I'm not sure we see the plaque in the video. It might be near the video. It's uh, in it's the background. Like, it's in the background. Yeah. Uh, the names of the graduates are largely from the crew of the show, not just because that's a cute thing to do, but because you have to clear names that appear on TV. Uh, names that are said, names that are used, they have to go through a a clearance company, a rights company. Uh, and so a way around that is to use people who you know are already going to have their names on TV, i.e. the crew. So yes, I quote unquote graduated in 1994. I didn't, guys. I'm a mere child. <laughs> you say that like that's an insult. Excuse me, but I graduated high school in 1992. So, you know, oh my check God. yourself. I never put that together before. Check yourself. 
in any event, uh, that is why I am emblazoned there uh, and lots of other writers and producers and other crew members are in various years. They, they spread them out. Uh, but yeah, that was a, it was a funny throwback to see for sure. Do you think we will have, um, a making of or an oral history of the I'm Upset video? It's an excellent question. I definitely can see the, the pitches happening, uh, because who wouldn't want to read about that? And because the, I guess the mark of an oral history is that you have lots of different perspectives, right? And there's lots of different perspectives. Like, everybody was there. So uh, it's, it's certainly possible. Perhaps by the time this hits, uh, by the time we post this podcast, it may well have happened. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I have not yet been asked for my quote, but, you know, stand by. How did it feel, girl on the plaque? Well, I'm, I'm asking you right now. How did it feel, girl on the plaque? Like, what, when this went down, so you went to bed, people were like, are you okay? Then you wake up, your phone's blown up, and then you watch the video. Are you crying? You were crying. I wasn't crying. I was startled. uh, Because, yeah, you wake up and your phone's blowing up. And, again, no power. So, you know, there are, I'm losing precious bars here. I didn't totally understand at first what had happened. I thought maybe there was a reference in a new track to Degrassi or something. No, no. Um, and, you know, I have some some friends who I'm pretty close to who were excellent at keeping this under wraps. So it had that feeling of a little bit like when you turn up to your own surprise birthday party. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying that Drake released this video for me. It's <laughs> not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But people sort of start to reveal, yeah, that's why this one thing and that's why, you know, we didn't whatever, have lunch last week or whatever it is, which is quite hilarious. Uh, so it felt very, obviously, it feels very personal to go like, that's our place. An interesting thing that happened is that uh, fans of Degrassi kind of created the hashtag Degrassi Day earlier this week, uh, or last week, I should say, last Monday, June the 11th. Uh, and so there were already a lot of kind of tributes and feels, and I tweeted then uh, totally not knowing this was coming, that, you know, in a way, the the secret is that we, behind the scenes, also kind of grew up at Degrassi. So uh, the video felt very much like a nod to that or a a confirmation of that. So you know I like being right. Uh, (laughs) So that was was delightful. And just like seeing all your peeps back together. You're like, hi, ah, ah. You know, that thing where every minute you're going, wow. Obviously, I know you are not uh, fully versed in each layer of drama involved in Degrassi. Um, but uh, there was, uh, you know, all the players showing up has that extra joy and delight to it. There is something really, I mean, they kind of make movies about things like this. There's a movie called 10 Years, uh, which um, I don't think many people have seen, but it stars like Channing Tatum and Kate Mara and Oscar Isaac and Chris Pratt, like names, Rosario, Rosario Dawson, Jenna uh, Duan Tatum, not Tatum anymore, sorry. Um, I mean, there's only really two showbiz Jennas, and I did not think you were going to say Jenna Von Oy, so. <laughs> so, um, anyway, this movie, 10 Years, is about a high school reunion, and Oscar Isaac is the big music superstar who comes back, and he has a storyline with Kate Mara. So for me, like, that's fictional, and what's real but still fictional here in this situation is it's Drake, right? It's 
Aubrey was Aubrey. Yeah. And, you know, uh, still is Aubrey to almost everybody who was in that video and in the crew and so forth. Yeah. Like, do they think, do they call him Aubrey still? Because when you, when you meet somebody as this name, you're a names person, in many, and then you work together and you grow up together, as you say, in many ways they remain that person or that remain that name, No. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, uh, you know, there's personas, right? Uh, It's the way that you are Lainey sometimes and people who say to me, Lainey said this. And then if you and I are talking or one of our friends called, they'll be like, "Uh, did you call Elaine? Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a, there are layers and layers, right? Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So I interviewed Stephen Stone um, a couple of months ago. He came out with a book. Stephen Stone is one of the executive producers of Degrassi uh, and the uh, business and life partner of Linda Schuyler, who created uh, all of the iterations of the show. So in his book, he has all these memories of Degrassi. Of course, Drake slash Aubrey comes up. And, you know, the common question is, did you know? And he, the common answer is, there's always a spark. I remember the rap scene and he said he would work on it and then he just did it and we were all blown away and that was when we realized. So I'm going to ask you, did you know? Could you see it? I mean, honestly, this is such a cop-out answer, but one of the things that made being on that show so special is that there was gobs of talent exploding off the place all of the time with so many of the young cast. And I was young enough that like, I got to hang a little bit like properly, never, you know, never in an improper way. Right. um, But, uh, but there was talent all over the place. I'm never surprised by any of the sort of, oh, former Degrassi breakthroughs, because I'm like, yeah, of course, they're all, they all have like layers upon layers of just like spark and excitement. Did we know, like, <laughs> did <He> anybody <laughs> know like what we were going to be talking about? Like, that he to, would be a cultural maestro? It, come on. Like I, to me, what's most interesting about the video is that the least commented upon part is that he wakes up in the middle of the court at the ACC. Like, that's just a, a, a shrug at this point, yeah. right? He did a similar thing in what will always be the Skydome, um, now the Rogers Center yeah. in Toronto, uh, where the Blue Jays play a few years ago. So it's like a non-issue. But no, did it, like, could anybody tell the volume that this was going to reach? Come on. Also, can I just say, though, that part in the video when it opens and you don't know yet that he's at center court in the ACC – He's in bed. A woman whose face we can't see is lying beside him. And he has to, like, sneak out, like, gently maneuver himself away out of the bed. Not great acting. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he's 
and it's almost extra. It's like, oh, oh, like, you know, there are a couple of grunts and a sigh. Um, deliberate. Like deliberately awkward, you mean? Deliberate bad acting, like deliberate extra acting. Maybe, maybe. It, they certainly make us wait for it, right? Like the video opens, he's he's getting up, something's happening, uh, and he's hanging out with his tailor. Like you don't know what the concept of the video is going to be. And then the reveal, and this was probably the best part, when you talk about the squeals and the cries, when they cut to the reveal and Shane Kipple walks through the door. Yeah. Shane Kipple uh, played Spinner for, I think, nine seasons and was easily the person who had the most scenes and storylines with Aubrey, Drake, Jimmy. Uh, then it sort of is, like, that's a bit of a gotcha, right? That you think it's going to be any kind of type of video and then the reveal is there. So, yeah, I buy that the the grunts or whatever are making you wait for it, right? Right. Um, and then if you'll notice, Drake is barely in any of the video after that. It is fan service for everybody else that people want to see up to and including the uh, the end credit sequence of the video yeah. is, of course, uses the end credits music from Degrassi, from Next Generation, that era. Uh, so it's, he's not there that much uh, dominating the whole scene. He sort of lets what people want to see play out, which is really interesting. Okay, so Corena uh, Evans directed yeah. it. She has the credit at the end of film by Corena Evans. So is this, can we assume then that the treatment was by her too? I think that's generally the case with a music video director. Okay, so is Corena Evans a Degrassi fan? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if she was before, but uh, I would wager that she certainly is now. Um, definitely the best part of the video, again, for fans, is seeing, like, combinations of people who would have had storylines together uh, and then places where it was mixed up. Um, if you are watching this video going, who, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, the point where somebody is chased by a bunch of... of Drake's crew, uh, that of course is Ephraim Ellis. He played Rick, who shot Jimmy in season four. Uh, Making him wheelchair Jimmy. Uh, correct. Uh, and I have to go ahead and say, uh, written by Brendan York, uh, showrunner, taught me a bunch of stuff. Um, so it, he's obviously alive. You know, there are things that are mixed up. Then he's later on, he's line dancing with him. Like it's, it's, there are things that are delightfully not canon, but there are also a lot of combinations of characters that are canon or close to it. So certainly I think she did her homework if she didn't already know. So I know, like who's going to say no, but does Degrassi have to sign off on this? I think probably they know that he's going to do a, you know, a reasonable job of, of uh, honoring what's going on. But right. I'm sure they knew the broad strokes for sure. And that it wasn't going to be, you know, it's not going to be as clean teen as like a Britney Spears video. Uh -huh. Like it's, it's, you know, Kevin Smith was there. I, I think you get the idea that there's going to be. I say this because, you know, recently there was a bit of a tussle between Sesame Street and uh, the movie that Melissa McCarthy is in. Um, this is new news to me. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. So it's 
like, it's a whatever, filthy language movie. It's a comedy. It's a raunchy comedy. This is a very simplistic description of it. And Sesame Street was like, no, like we object. And there were some legal rumblings. I think the film won and it's going to go forward. But it's interesting to me, like in even in the who's going to say no scenarios, you can run into trouble. Well, but also I have to this is going to be hubrisy, but there's nothing that happened in the video for I'm Upset that uh, didn't happen on Degrassi. <laughs> yeah. Like, absolutely nothing, including Kevin Smith and uh, and Jason Mewes. So uh, I do, th- like, you know, the show has always been about pushing boundaries, about uh, showing kind of the real world of what can happen in a in a very beleaguered high school. Uh, so I, I don't think from a, a scandal perspective that it would have been like, oh, no. Um, and also, we go back to who would say no. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was I kept checking too. Like, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I kept checking what his reaction was going to be. At press time, he hasn't had one. I can I know. only assume that, because uh, he's a big Degrassi stan, like has confessed to be so, I can only assume that he's waiting to savor it. Uh, when he can look at it properly tonight. His last tweets have been about how tired he is. Uh, I think he's doing some advanced Mary Poppins press, so get on it, Lynn. Come on, like (laughs) when your kids wake you up at 3 (laughs) a.m. Okay, Um, well, here's my segue from Drake to Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish covers the latest issue of The Hollywood Reporter, and she name-checks Lots and lots and lots of celebrities in her signature style now at this point. To me, this is what I love so much about Tiffany Haddish. She says, like, yeah, she could have gotten with Drake or she hit on him once. But then, like, Drake is discarded for Joel Edgerton. (laughs) Which is so amazingly Tiffany Haddish. Like, first of all, who would ever have put that in the same sentence from Drake to Joel Edgerton. But she's, and like, so she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Drake, but I prefer Joel Edgerton. What? Wh- how? Like, not that Joel Edgerton isn't whatever. If you like him, great. It's just the connecting of the two. What kills me about this is that what's amazing about even linking from Drake to <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is that she has become the kind of person, like I was thinking only somebody who is at a huge level can drop names like this so, so, like, casually. Like, the last time we saw this, it was Quincy Jones, like, dropping <laughs> yeah. gossip like this. But she's so hot and so, uh, you know, almost impermeable that she can talk about just about anybody with absolutely no fear of repercussion. And I'm delighted by it. But there's also a lot of work, a lot of work, at least to me, in this piece, especially where it relates to decision-making, loyalty, money, um, that I wanted to bring into this conversation because I think that she, as you said, is so hot right now, and yet it's just been a year. It's been a year of going from having to audition and, you know, not really being known maybe not even known at all, to being so known that your work process either has to change or be reframed or evolve or not. Um, 
And I thought that this was relatable on many, many levels. Specifically, let's talk about the money. Sure. Uh, Yeah, let's talk about the money. So you're talking about a segment in the article where she talks about once Girls Trip released, she had immediately, of course, she became this massive star. And I, I think we should talk about that too in terms of why it was Girls Trip that launched her. But uh, she talked about having pre-booked dates uh, with a variety of comedy clubs and things where her fee was much less than she realized she could now get. Yeah. Right. And so she says to her manager, we should say that we are going to do, you know, we should say that we now charge 90 grand, 100 grand instead of 15 grand or whatever. And he tells her, "Eh, that's not the way you do business. That's not how we do things. Uh, And she was, uh, you know perturbed by it. She was perturbed by it. It doesn't sound like they went back to renegotiate the fee. I don't think so. And we have talked on this show before about, let's say, for example, it may not be apples to apples, but it is in a similar lane about when actors sign on for series for what? It's like a six-year, seven-year? Usually it's a six-year, but it can vary, but yeah. And then they get offered a rate or per episode fee, but they can still renegotiate or they have been able to now more and more before the sixes are like the six seasons are up. Yeah. There's, right. You're contracted to be there for six seasons. Mm-hmm. You can't quit uh, for six seasons if the show goes that long. Uh, you can negotiate step updates uh, or step increases. And there might be a prescribed 10% increase at season three, but maybe you negotiate a 25% or whatever. Uh, it can happen, uh, but there's often like... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.